0: Hello listeners, I am Dev.
1: And I am Agastya. Welcome to our show where the two of us prattle upon how we go through our vastly entangled lives, jabber upon some quirky idiosyncrasies and overwhelming emotions.
0: Every episode, we deliberate upon a point poignant issue and share our experiences trying to get to the bottom of it.
1: So join us in this eclectic realm of films and fancies. Welcome
0: folks to today's session. And not to make you wait more, let's get going with today's episode. Auguste has chosen today's topic, so I'll let him introduce it for you.
1: Today we are talking about self-hatred and self-denial. It is one of the major connotations of depression, can also be a symptom or an outcome of depression, and at times that leads us to do things which are quite appalling.
0: So, dude, tell me why did you want to specifically talk about this only?
1: I wanted to talk about it because I've been through it and I know a myriad number of people go through it. So I wanted to empathize with them. Also, depression is something I have found too vast and nuanced to talk about. Therefore, we've chosen this particular connotation of it.
0: Absolutely. So, Aguste, let us know your story and what is your experience with it?
1: First of all, i like to maintain that I don't qualify to give the most discerning description of this expansive conundrum of self-hatred. It can stem from various triggers and have varied signs. I'll try to elucidate my experience and observations as earnestly as I can. There was a phase in my life when I was being regularly despondent because I perceived that my life was culminating to an utterly bleak and hopeless future. I began to retrospect all of my hitherto failures and how I could have avoided them. I solely blamed myself for leading up to this moment. I accused myself of being stupid, imprudent, indolent and never do well, self-sabotaging and delusional. Indeed, I was culpable of all of this and much more. I did exude each one of these traits. I had failed a myriad number of times and I subsumed all of my life's experiences under it under a universal identity of being a failure. I had identified myself completely with that identity. So I didn't despise that identity. I was despising myself. And with every resentment that hatred intensified. And insidiously this entrenched and toxic notion became pervasive in my cognition. Now, this notion of you being the perpetrator of all your problems is fallacious at times. You aren't always in control of everything happening in your life. And you can't be myopic enough to seek a vague sense of perfection at all times. It is acceptable to be imperfect. It is okay to be ugly. But also, at times, it is hard, excruciatingly hard, to turn down all those malicious voices in your head.
0: That
1: is uh, Dismal man, so how did you endure all of it and how did it affect your overall sense of self? It is Dismal man, it is sullen man. Even after I improved on my depression, this self-hatred thing was still growing stronger. So the thing is that there is no panacea solution to it if you try to go through it all on your own, you have to speak up. But back then I wasn't maybe prudent enough to do so. So, also, it takes a long time to yield any outcomes. So, what I did, and I think it was helpful, is that I wrote about it excessively, and I think it served as a way of introspection for me and placated me enormously. Another thing I did was that I tried to acquiescently accept all my irregularities, which I think proved to be a turning point in those doldrums. Okay.
0: Okay. So, uh, you said uh, you wrote about it, and as as far as I know, you weren't actually a writing enthusiast. So, how did it all start?
1: Hmm, yes, uh, I wasn't a writing enthusiast, uh, neither did I do any kind of conventional writing. In the beginning, it was more like speed writing, me haphazardly scribbling all of my thoughts on paper to assuage the distress
0: okay so uh, uh initially it was uh more of a catharsis than
1: introspection yeah yeah absolutely initially it was cathartic for me but later on i found it salubrious therefore i tried to build build up more on it and i tried to organize my writings more and then it became more both cathartic and introspective okay
0: okay uh so uh we would like to know that how did it affect your overall personality? And, you know, I have seen that you indeed have uh, transmogrified yourself over the past two years.
1: So, uh, initially I was extremely testy and irritable. Because if you, when that just happens in these phases. You are extremely grouchy. And basically you act aberrantly. Yeah moreover if you are disdainful towards yourself you are certainly going to be disdainful towards everyone else especially those who are irregular in your opinion or or you just act whimsically so i was absolutely whimsical capricious and i sequestered myself from everyone and i isolated myself and later on this solitude the solitude which I gained was both sullen and healing. The solitude only gave me some sort of a niche to introspect more and more, and it was uh, conducive to my healing process, my going okay. better process, yes. becoming better process.
0: Uh, so, so when did a positive transition
1: happen? So a positive transition did happen, and well, I I wouldn't like to call it positive per se because okay. i think i i don't like the pole bipolar way okay so you can present it as the way you like <laughs> i just i like to just call it a transition okay okay so yeah. a transition did happen so because it happened when i hit the nadir i had the lowest points of all these these toll rooms because as i said because I, initially you try and then you fail then the self-hatred becomes pervasive and your notions and it, and it gets extremely entrenched and you've given up all you've just hit the rock bottom at that point you get inured to it to some extent mm. uh, in a way so all that stoicism and acquiescence yields some kind of breakthrough so uh the thing is that I identified all of those lacquerating notions as a mental construct. And when you identify these elusive notions as an elusive mental construct, then all the illusions just dissolve on their own.
0: Okay, so uh, I just noticed you said something like mental construct. So what is this construct thing?
1: Okay, so this mental construct thing, I've written something about it and I would like to read that verbatim if you allow me to do so. The thing is, okay. it is me talking to myself in second person. Okay. I'll read it out. How can you let something else command you to that extent? What is commanding you? It is a mental construct. It is a mental construct, that is how simple it is. It is unconscious and pervasive. It thinks that it is you, but it never is and will never be what you are. Next time you have a desire to do something you don't find salubrious, you don't find conducive to your work, remember what that desire is driven from. An unconscious and unwanted, yet inextricable mental construct. It is inevitably formed in all of us when we acquire some insipid information, what some people may call negativity. It is unwanted, but... It is also inalienable and it is present in all of us. You don't have to let go of it. You don't have to condemn it. You just have to be indifferent towards it. And you can do so by being aware of it. Don't condemn it. Don't hate it. Just be aware of it. And then be bold enough to deny its elusive yet peremptory commands. Don't feel you aren't bold enough. Don't think that you've given up. I think you're bold enough and I am you only because it was me talking to myself. You see what I did there? I'm sorry. So the next time you find an inane idiosyncrasy coercing you into doing something insalubrious, just remember to first recognize it is not you who is feeling that way or wanting that particular thing. It is something way smaller than you. Just a casual mental construct. That is how small it is. And secondly, deny because no one, no one has the right to domineer you, even if it is your own brain. And you are always bold enough and reasonable enough to do so. And if you aren't, then don't be bashful to seek help. But just just never negotiate with this construct. Never negotiate. Just recognize, be aware of it. And then deny.
0: Well, uh, that, that was quite introspective and profound. Uh-huh. And, uh, so in other words, you are just trying to say that we should practice mindfulness. We should just be conscious of what, what you are just perceiving. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. It, it, uh, it manifests the concept of mindfulness only. Yeah. Because when you are mindful, you are aware of your surroundings. You are aware of your inner self. Um, you are aware of your cognition, that is how when you can get a breakthrough. Okay,
0: so so it was really nice that you shared your story with us and I hope it was uh, cathartic for you. So, okay, now what conclusive message would you like to give to the listeners?
1: So, I'd like to say that if any of you are dealing with such lacquerating notions, speak up and most importantly, seek professional help as soon as you can. Be true to yourself, don't wither your fortitude, just promise yourself that even if the whole world denies you, you won't deny yourself, because you don't have to. And most importantly, understand that you are not the voice in your head, you are the consciousness that perceives it. Mm So that's today's episode, we hope it struck a chord and we were able to empathize with you. Now, it brings us
0: to our last segment which we like to call, "Dear Recommend. So, today's recommendation is a song. It's Comfortably Numb by Pink Floyd. It is pertinent to today's talk and it is highly soothing in our knowledge.
1: So guys, it's time to wind up and meet you in the next episode. Don't forget to comment and ask if you have any questions. You can leave your voice message below.
0: You can connect with us on our Instagram and Facebook pages. Links are in the description.
1: So bye till then and see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means a lot to us and we'll meet you in the next episode with a new topic to share our experiences upon. Till then. Keep yourselves healthy, try to be free from delusions, and stay hydrated because that's important. This is Agastya. And Dewey. Signing off. off.